0: Hey friends, I'm Maddie, and I'm Rebs, and we're the Oh God Podcast. Yeah, we are a faith-based podcast that um, provides community for people who are deconstructing faith, reconstructing faith, and looking to have conversations that we're often not having within the walls of church.
1: Yeah, welcome to a faith community that redefines faith in a world that isn't as definitive as the church might make it seem. So, a couple of weeks ago, we binge watched, uh-huh. as everyone can probably imagine. All of
0: Midnight Mass in 24 hours. It was phenomenal. It is incredible. Mm -hmm. We like cleared. Both of us had nothing on the calendar that day. So I had a haircut that morning and then immediately drove to St. Louis and we went and grabbed lunch and then sat down and like did not move outside of going to the bathroom and grabbing like, you know, water and snacks (laughs) and stuff. Um, It was glorious.
1: It was. Oh, my gosh. It is so good. I mm-hmm. So we're not going to give too much away because we do yeah, have some no future spoilers. plans <laughs> to <laughs> yes. you know, go into this more in depth. Um, and so that'll be a special plug for a future episode. But mm-hmm. it is incredible. I think it was really cool to watch all of what I feel like are my favorite parts of like shows or movies like that kind yeah. of merge together. Yeah. So rethinking commonly perceived tropes mm-hmm. in a new way some killer like commentary on theology oh my gosh down yes for. yes yes and then in Mike Flanagan fashion like some of the most beautiful mm-hmm. monologues you've ever heard in your yes, life
0: yes it was so perfect and I'm you know Maddie and I have already talked lots of times about how obsessed we are with like Hill House and Bly Manor Um, this is like also created by Mike Flanagan but was Different, but also had, like you said, a lot mm-hmm. of those themes. It was so beautiful. It definitely was not what I expected, um, but in a good way. Like it was, it far exceeded my expectations, even though it was like not what I expected, if right. that makes sense. So, uh, it was yeah. so good. So, so, so good. Such good theology on like grieving and death and dying. And oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. Oh, yeah. And it's not um, jump scare scary. No. So it's more of that
1: like that like unsettling feeling yeah
0: of more like a thriller maybe or right. something like that
1: well I think it plays on that like emotional safety yeah. fear yeah which is very different and it's hard yes. to do it well because usually
0: he does ghosts I mean mm-hmm. like he's the same guy that made oculus so it's usually right. very like ghost heavy or like possessions and things like that um so this was super different but was still like unsettling so I've been telling people who like don't love like scary stuff. Like, uh-huh. no, everyone should watch it. Yeah. Because especially like if you don't like his stuff because of the ghosts, like this is different. Yeah.
1: It's it's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I love it. So this is it so good. I know. Just yes. ten out of ten would recommend.
0: Uh-huh. And definitely got me excited for our trip to LA, which oh is God. coming up soon. As of recording I think this comes out the week that we leave, maybe. But yeah.
1: Uh. Which I, like... Or the week before, I guess it comes out next week. It's funny to me because there aren't many... There are a handful of things that I, like, get really nerdy about. Yeah. And I realize, like, I'm not a sports team person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not, like... I'm not going to nerd out on that. But, like, I will freak out over a book series or a
0: show series. Mm Mm-hmm. I have latched on to this one hard. Just <laughs> Else I my I will soul. never stop talking about. Oh. In fact, we've already been talking about like getting tattoos, like a matching, like, oh, <laughs> uh-huh. I'm so pumped about it. Yeah, stay
1: tuned for that as well mm-hmm. when we become just walking posters for Mike Flanagan's work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, man. So, so yeah. Good. Geeked for that. That's going to be really fun. Um, and it's going to be fun to just like go – take a little trip do some some fun things in los angeles Mm -hmm. and we're gonna
0: see some of my family in phoenix as well so we might try Uh, to hike a little bit and stuff. yeah i've never been to arizona or um california so i'm super excited that i get to like knock off two different like bucket lists at one time
1: yeah i'm Mm -hmm. hoping my uncle busts out his tours so he is usually the one that we go to los angeles with because he lives closer um being Mm -hmm. in phoenix And every time we go, he likes to take the same, like, tour route. I've been on the same tour Mm -hmm. route that he has created (laughs) probably, like, five or six (laughs) times. And it's to, like, places
0: that you're, like, not. Yeah. Like, they're cool places. Yeah, didn't you say a lot of it's, like, OJ specific? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which I really love. Like,
1: one of the stops I do remember is he will, like, like, slowly drive by the house Mm -hmm. and be, like, that's where they found not the gonna lie, i'm kind of excited
0: about that i mean after it's watching cool. like the people versus oj
1: simpson but oh. it's just like you do yeah. it like six or seven times so yeah you're, and like, and you're like okay I just i've seen go it. see the sign yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you'll see the sign but you're like 17 million uh-huh. blocks away so it's yeah. not even like
0: the full effect it's
1: fun it's really great um and so yeah i'm looking forward to that i think that'll be really fun yeah. too take a little
0: that's exciting tur-tour. yeah
1: i'm so i'm so excited yeah it's gonna be really good um, speaking of so excited. Yes. It is almost one year or it is one year. Yeah. Since the concept of the podcast yes. has existed. Uh
0: huh. So our podcast the day that we like came up with it was September 15th and I feel like we really just went full speed. Like we had the idea and then I think we met like the week later and we were both still like you still want to do that yeah (laughs) and then we bought a domain name immediately once we decided on what our like podcast name was reserved an Instagram like immediately started Mm it um I think our website is up for renewal like in less than a week so it really has been a year since um like really starting to build and like hit the ground running with the podcast which is so exciting it's crazy
1: it is really cool especially thinking about the fact that we knew each other for six weeks yeah
0: not very long not i knew long of you all. we did not know each other well this nope. is like <laughs> really the binding force <laughs> of like how we became friends and then realizing that we're essentially the same person in lots of ways which was really helpful mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine we're tied up in a lot oh my of gosh we are business now. partners now <laughs> like <laughs> we're, we're never escaping each other um yeah, uh, yeah. But it's been really fun, mm-hmm. and um,
1: I think it, like the, the year has moved so quickly yes. that it's not like common to stop and think about like oh my yeah. god we've been doing this for not super long but longer than you think. Yes, um, and I feel like I've learned a lot of stuff. Like, what is your mm-hmm. when you think of the year? Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of your like favorite things that you think of, or like mm-hmm. celebrations mm-hmm. that you can think of, um,
0: or anything like that? Yeah. Hmm. first off I feel like everything like really worked in alignment with each other you know like mm-hmm. things just like moved so 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 quickly like we came up with the idea in September started building the website started recording by October and then didn't release things until December but that gave us a long time to kind of like really hit the ground running um yeah I just feel like everything has moved very like well and mm-hmm. has done way better than I ever would have expected yeah. you know like largely like we knew this is something that people would probably need because we've been in spaces where we you know we needed it um, so we knew there would be like some people but did not nearly expect the amount of like feedback and um, community growth and people just reaching out talking about like things that they've learned and ways that this has been impactful which has been so huge Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah I agree with that Um, I have reflected a lot on like the the parts of ministry and spirituality that I have enjoyed the most and I think it's any moment or space where I get to create something that I also have Mm -hmm. needed or want and to Mm -hmm. watch it kind of expand Um, and I think that this was absolutely that space like all of the things that we are independently learning and yes. like nerding out about yes. and creating an outlet to talk about it. Absolutely, um, but also recognizing that so many of the things that we're learning, we're researching because there are questions that we have yeah. and getting to, to take that and share that with people, I think is really great. Um, and it's been crazy just mm-hmm. like the amount of community that like both of us have made the friends that we've ended up making mm-hmm. like people that yes, i've like that i never met feel in person connected to that now. i'm yes. like obsessed with uh-huh. you know um it's just really fun and i think in the next year i have really high expectations for what it's gonna look like mm. um yeah because it already far surpassed what i thought it was gonna be yeah. the first time around like Agreed. i was thinking like we're dropping some cash on this website and some yeah, of these things. Yeah, no, I mean, we, <laughs> some, like, <laughs> we mics both personally invested, like, uh-huh.
0: quite a bit into this. Um, and so to see to see there be interest in growth is, like, hugely affirming. Yeah. That this is, like, needed and necessary.
1: Mm-hmm. And to hear people's stories, too. Like, yes. Like, I very much think that stories are probably the most significant and, like, personal things that we have mm-hmm. to share with other people. And I know, like, I am not – I am very forthcoming in th- some of, the, like, the bigger details. But when it comes to, like, the mm-hmm. depth of feeling and things around the story yes. itself, like, that's a hard thing to share. And I feel like we have been so lucky to hear, like, the expansiveness of people's stories. Yeah. And that has been huge. Like, people that we've never got to, like, meet face-to-face and getting to know about their life yes. and to follow and to, like, work with them um, is so freaking cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're very obsessed with all of you. Yes. Um, yeah. Very, very yeah. much.
0: So thank you to all of you guys for supporting us and, um, yeah, just for being connected and for being vulnerable and for showing up. Mm-hmm. It's huge, and it means yeah. so much because this, I mean, this podcast does take a lot of work, and mm-hmm. um, we put a lot of effort into it, and uh, sometimes we have more times than other, but the things that make it worth it is really getting, like, that human connection of other people who are needing a space to process. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. to find other people who are equally as nerdy about some yes. of this stuff as we are. yeah. Like, Cause there are some conversations we have that I'm like, this is a very niche conversation Mm -hmm. that like like nobody ever ever wants to have this with me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We will always
1: have that conversation with you. Absolutely. Yeah. So thanks for letting us do the Mm -hmm. thing we love. Yeah. And for making more room for it. And you know, hopefully a year from now we have even more people. Yeah. Even jumping in and Mm -hmm. speaking it into existence. Yes. I am (laughs) manifesting.
0: Yes. Being the top Christian podcast. Heck yeah. Let's knock them all out. Let's do it. Yeah, so go rate and review. <laughs> go subscribe. <laughs> Please hit us with a follow. We got big goals uh, in the next year. Yeah. I love um, that. Well, one, like, really cool way, so the way that we record is through Anchor. Um, that's, like, how we upload, and it, like, gets us connected to all the other podcast things, and they just released this really cool um, new tools that we can use while we're podcasting, and I will say Anchor is owned by Spotify, so these new engagement things are definitely... You have to listen on Spotify, which is kind of like a downer. So I'm sorry for everyone who's listening on Apple because that's definitely sort of our biggest listenership at the moment. But it's about it's about half and half. So mm-hmm. if you're listening on Spotify um, – we now have new ways to kind of engage like directly through Spotify. They're now having like these little like Q&A boxes and polls. Yeah. So this is our first episode where we're going to try to do a QA. and um, a Kind of related to our episode, but we'll release a little bit more. Like we're still learning what this looks like, mm-hmm. but um, keep an eye out for that.
1: Yeah. 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 Help us mm-hmm. figure out how to use this. I think yes. what I'm excited about, especially in episodes like this, where it is like, more theology heavy mm-hmm. um to have spaces for y'all to like lo- in real time like be asking us questions about yeah, that episode through the po- like through yeah. like
0: where you're listening i think that's so cool yes yeah.
1: because i i think there's a lot of stuff that we both have thought about, about like this could be kind of cool to talk about but not really being able to gauge yeah like how much people already know versus Mm -hmm. like stuff that we would be new that we could contribute and this might be one way we can kind of gauge that better so absolutely um go leave some comments in there because i want to i want to know what you think i'm very excited about that
0: Mm -hmm. so we'll probably like ask a question like either a general one or one related to the episode but um yeah we're excited so try that out if you're on spotify um yeah. See mm-hmm. if you can use that. Figure it out, and we'll also be figuring it out. Yeah, <laughs> because we love we're learning, learning yeah. in real time. Yes, um, exactly. That learning in real time. Also,
1: this mm. is we're gonna watch how my brain jumps yeah, from one it's point it's to segway. the other. You um, amaze me with the segues. <laughs> listen, it's because it's I'm four conversations yeah, yeah, ahead. Exactly. It's beautiful. The
0: ADHD. It's got to be good for something. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's good Just about segues. Please, yeah, yourself.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we're listening back to like some of our episodes and on one hand, like anytime you listen to yourself talk, I feel like um, you hear the thing that's your transitional phrase. And I just said mine, I will say, I feel like, or mm-hmm. I think, you know, and I think that in like every sentence that <laughs> I say. So I apologize for all the mm-hmm. times you have to hear me say that. Um, but we were also listening just to the language that we use as a whole. Um, and we got some feedback from um, one of our, like active listeners and like an p- individual that both of us trust really well around kind of rethinking some of our language around um, the breadth of these conversations. Mm-hmm. I think it, one of the things that we use a lot is this idea of things not being necessarily black and white yeah. Um, as a way of creating like, or describing like a difference between one thing or another thing in yeah, yeah, yeah. vastness between them. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that was brought up to us is that that might not be the best phrase to use. Yeah. Um, just cause the language and the words that we use, like it causes a it divide in matter. itself. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it acknowledges a divide that maybe it doesn't need yeah. to. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to try really hard to switch out to other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you hear us fumbling through, like trying to figure out a phrase that feels like it yeah. sticks, that's kind of what that is. But um, we share that. Cause I think as we, do this like we are actively learning yes while we're doing this yes. and we're learning what it means to like communicate to a mass audience yeah, while we're doing this absolutely. as well and so we just want to be really open about mm-hmm. like what we're learning yeah, and like the moments absolutely. that we get kind of um called back in to make sure that what we're saying and the words that we're using are yeah appropriate yeah.
0: yeah and like describe what we're talking about to the best of our ability right because I mean it's something that like obviously the second it was brought up I was like oh, yeah, we really are kind of causing, like, this divide while we're talking about the divide. You know, yeah. like, we're, we're unintentionally kind of feeding into the issue. Um, and I think that, like, yeah, just being mindful of the words that we're using um, is really important because mm-hmm. we want to, I don't know, try to describe things the best we can without, like, alienating or belittling or, you know, causing mm-hmm. weird little, like, schisms or yeah, making things seem like they're really dualistic when it really is, like, this gray like there are so many different expressions there's so much um we don't know so Mm -hmm. yeah
1: Yeah. and phrases also like i haven't gone in depth on the origin of that phrase after Mm -hmm. having it been pointed out to us but also like all the phrases that we use stem from somewhere yeah and i feel like this is one that like the moment it's brought up you're like i could probably gauge yeah where this one came from you know so i think also um part of like our responsibility just Mm -hmm. as people in the world is to be aware of the things that we say. So we are um, sharing that with you so that you can also, you know, if you hear us using it 800 times an episode, be like, Hey, Mm -hmm. you know, other things. So um, that's part of how we are trying to, you know, just grow growing and learning grow learn and make a little heaven around us which fun fact this oh, episode what?
0: heaven why honestly? am i always like so blown away by your segues <laughs> i'm literally honestly, it's i forgot now totally what we were talking about <laughs> and
1: i wrote all of these notes like it just left my brain it's mm. kind of fun so i think i'm gonna mm-hmm. start really trying to get creative no with i them. love
0: it it's so we're gonna.
1: there might be a bit of a stretch yeah but i'm
0: here for the ride <laughs> I'll just start throwing out a word, and then you have to somehow connect that back to the theme. Okay. Penguins, go.
1: Ooh. um, Penguins are going to slide right in through the pearly gates of heaven. I don't know. (laughs) Are there Pearly Gates reeps? I don't yeah, know. You I tell don't me. You do do the research. Know.
0: So today we are talking about heaven. Um we think it's really important to be kind of like talk like having this conversation around the afterlife because it does in I mean, in some ways we don't really talk about it a ton in church spaces, but it really is a lot of like sort of the driving forces behind what we believe and why we believe it. Just as a little statistic, 72% of Americans believe in heaven, which I think is interesting Mm -hmm. um, because that also surpasses the amount of Americans that like identify as Christians. So Mm. a lot of people believe in heaven and this concept of heaven. I think we all define it a little bit differently. Um, But particularly when you go to the South, um, 90% of people believe in heaven, which I think kind of makes sense when we think of like Bible Belt and stuff like that. Right. Um, But that's just really interesting because those statistics are insanely higher than people who identify as Christian um which just shows you how pervasive you know we're I mean a lot of us are thinking about what happens after we die what Mm -hmm. is the meaning of human existence and all those things and um I think that that's just like interesting to see that like yeah, even though not all of us believe the same, like, theology around, like, maybe how we get there, or things like that, a lot of us believe in this general idea of there being, like, a heaven or this really pleasant place sort of after we die that's mm. full of, like, community and oneness and stuff like that, which I think is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to throw out sort of like a bigger, as we were having this conversation, the like fancy theology term is eschatology. Um, so that is specifically the part of theology that is concerned with death, with judgment and final destiny. So that's kind of, we're going to be talking about eschatology for these next two episodes because sneak peek, this one's on heaven. The next one's going to be on hell, but, um, (laughs) yeah. And I think it is important to note in this conversation that like Yes, we're talking in this one specifically about heaven, the next one about hell, but that's not where the conversation around the afterlife ends because some people believe in one and not the other. Mm -hmm. Some people believe that neither of those is what happens. Um, So I think it's equally as valuable to think of just afterlife as a whole, but right now we're going to be kind of talking about our ideas specifically around heaven and specifically around hell. Yeah.
1: What's also really nice too, and it is, I'm going to plug this in, the next episode as well just to encourage you to listen to them in tandem Mm -hmm. is most of the theology that is like structured around both of these concepts Mm -hmm. is rooted in the same thing yes so you're gonna get a lot of um hopefully not the same information but um comparable information or compatible yeah yeah, Mm complementary information that's the word i'm looking for um you'll get a lot of complimentary information. So definitely um, listen to both of them together because a lot of the tradition will roll over.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The idea of heaven and hell the way that we believe them today are not found anywhere in the New or Old Testament. There are definitely pieces of scripture that we use to maybe inform or have have informed the ways that we've come to view about like heaven, like a lot of revelations, you know, there's imagery around like clouds and um this new earth things like that like there are places where we've kind of pulled them in like okay this is maybe where we think heaven is like or stuff like that but in general this idea of sort of there being like a i don't know hell where people are like tortured or heaven where it's like pearly gates and clouds mm-hmm. and little cherubs and things like that is not found really anywhere in the bible in fact very little about afterlife in general is spoken about in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And Jesus likely would have believed or like taught things very differently than the way that we believe it now, which I think is kind of hard for people to some people to like wrap their minds around. Mm -hmm. Um, Another interesting point before we dive in is that our thoughts around the afterlife have evolved so, so, so much from you know, beginnings of Judaism to now, like, mm-hmm. it's just drastically changed, which um, isn't necessarily, like, good or bad, it's just a thing, because um, I think, and a lot of times over, you know, we can just see ways where, as humans, we've, we've evolved the way that we've thought about something, and things have changed, and things have shifted, and that's neither good nor bad, it's just a fact that um, the way we view it is not the way that, like, people would have viewed it mm-hmm. in Jesus's day. Yeah. 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 So with that, I want to kind of start with some of the like Jewish tradition in thinkings around um, afterlife, particularly around the idea of a soul, Um, because so much of this conversation around heaven goes to this idea of like where your soul will ultimately be housed. You know, this idea of we die and our soul leaves our body and it goes either heaven or hell. Like Mm -hmm. it is sort of dependent on our actions on earth, like all of that stuff um and Jews would not have seen um this idea of a soul as like really being a thing it's like your your body was very tied to breath and not Mm -hmm. necessarily soul being this separate thing it's not like your identity could kind of like leave your body that in itself is very Greek thinking Mm -hmm. this idea that like um our higher selves are, are kind of like trapped in a body right. and then you kind of get released whenever you're released from your body. Like that is very Greek, very platonic thinking um, and not like Jewish um, thought really at all. So um, in the old Testament, there's not really this idea that your soul goes to a place um, because it doesn't exist. Your soul doesn't exist and it doesn't exist apart from the body. It's, um, there's mention of Sheol a lot of people will kind of like throw Mm -hmm. that around but you can also very much interpret Sheol as this like resting place for your remains and not so much an idea of an afterlife it's like when you were dead your body was dead Mm -hmm. um, and you were just kind of like in the ground and then there came to be the belief a little bit later that there was this idea that God would come back and send a Messiah and there would be a resurrection of the dead that would happen. And that Mm -hmm. would be a physical resurrection of that body Mm -hmm. that would come back and, you know, you'd enjoy essentially heaven on earth with God and man, like all together. Mm -hmm. Um, And that thought started to come around in like the sixth century, like before Jesus was this idea that there would be heaven or like the nation of Israel would be restored and there would be a Messiah that would come and like bring that about it's about 200 years before um, Jesus, there was a shift in Jewish thought where there was a lot of like apocalyptic thinking. So essentially this idea that there are demonic forces at work Mm -hmm. on earth um, that are like against God and that's what's kind of creating our misery. So that essentially that Messiah would come, erase all evil, the demonic forces, um, and bring about sort of that resurrection of the dead. And then it would be like, things would return to paradise or sort of the original intended state. Mm-hmm. So then when, when we see Jesus being proclaimed as the Messiah, the thought was still that essentially, you know, Jesus would die, go to heaven, come back, mm-hmm. and resurrect the dead. Mm-hmm. Like that was the, there was no heaven like in between that. The end goal wasn't heaven. Mm-hmm. The end goal was Jesus coming back to earth, resurrecting all of the physical bodies and then that would be where they all kind of existed together so there really mm. wasn't this idea of heaven as a destination
1: yeah. see I think that's so interesting um because I also have this kind of interest around just like death practices as a whole mm-hmm. um and maybe you know that's an episode for for another time but I do think it it is interesting to see how influenced our understanding of afterlife is compared to this, because I think right now even we take on way more of a Greek understanding, right? And even like conversations I've heard people have, um, like I've had family members who tried to like preemptively book their burial site and having conversations around cremation versus like burial because of this idea of afterlife and the importance of our bodies and those sorts of things. Um, and so I think that's, you know, yet another place where we see the evolution of thought as we're influenced more and more by other cultures and other ideas and other things. Um, but that like death itself has always been significant to yeah. people mm-hmm. and what we do with our bodies and what we do mm-hmm. with people when they've passed on matters because of the way that we try to grapple with afterlife. Yes. Yeah. Um So I think that's super interesting. And And this idea of when we talk about, like, the new earth and revelation Mm -hmm. and those sorts of things, like, this would have, I guess, signified that that would have had to have happened here because all of our physical bodies are here,
0: Yeah, I'm
1: guessing, too. Um, Which is also an interesting thought when we talk about heaven and, like, Jesus returning and all of these Mm -hmm. things. Like, that would have to be this place if our bodies are here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's really interesting because we've seen kind of over time, it really is this almost... um, coming to like butt heads between sort of the Greek thought and the Jewish thought Mm -hmm. because we saw like so many early Christian converts were both either Jewish converts or Greek converts. um, And so there really was this kind of like butting up against beliefs and there never really was any resolution to Mm -hmm. that. There even still to this day is very much a tension between various denominations Mm -hmm. believe maybe Jesus will come back. There will be a resurrection of the dead and then we'll all go to heaven or there will be a resurrection of the dead and everyone that's in heaven will like come down here and we'll all be here. Or, you know, there's this weird like hybrid. Some people don't believe there will be a resurrection of the dead. Like there's a weird like hybrid kind of of, um, we kind of believe like both and, but they don't like really go together. Mm -hmm. Um, I was listening to the Liturgist podcast and they um, interviewed... Catherine wolf who um has a book called beyond how humankind thinks about heaven and um she did a lot of like really beautiful work uh interviewing and talking to a lot of people of a lot of different beliefs um kind of about you know what they think about the afterlife and her findings and things like that and it's not a book that i've read um but it's it's definitely on my list because it sounds absolutely phenomenal and just getting to hear her talk about it was incredible but um it was talking about how how that conversation was a really big conversation in early christianity of well do we believe physical body do we believe there's a soul um mm-hmm. and that never really there was never a resolution um and how it would be valuable to kind of revisit that and think of like we never really like fully thought that through and so now mm-hmm. we ha- kind of have these weird combative beliefs and what is it that we believe do we think that like both can go together you know what's right. to say that there's any limits on what it is but um anyways just kind of this idea of reopening a conversation around we're learning so much more about science and about human existence and sort mm-hmm. of like how th- i mean there's so many crazy weird things that happen in the universe around us that we don't fully understand and how that could influence our thoughts of the afterlife and yeah anyways i'll link that podcast um but definitely will be reading that book because it just sounds so fascinating Okay, so when we think of sort of early Christianity and what early Christians believed around this, um, there we need to think of like sort of the New Testament within its own world. So it was a world where there was like Jewish hope. You know, they had this idea of like there's going to be a Messiah who's going to write things and this um, heavy influence of like Roman imperialism, Greek thought. So it was like sort of this, I guess, melting pot of belief and um, things are very new. No one really knows what to make sense of who Jesus was and how that— impacts things um and there was this idea of sort of like heaven and earth like god's space being god's space and um earth is kind of being you know the human realm and so rather than like rescuing people from earth to go to heaven there was this idea that god would bring down heaven and earth together in this great act of sort of new creation completing the original purposes healing the cosmos um and believing that the people would be sort of raised from their body. And then this kind of comes into tension with sort of the Greek thought. But this is kind of sort of the general um, idea. And people saw Jesus as really this perfect fusion of heaven and earth, right? Because mm-hmm. a heavenly being in the earthly body, whereas like God before then existed purely in God's like realm or in the temple. And like this was sort of a perfect hybrid of divine within human. Mm-hmm. Um, And, yeah, we really start to see, I mean, even in the Lord's Prayer, we see this idea of, like, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as earth as it is in heaven, sort of bringing the two together. And it isn't until the third century that we really start seeing things begin to shift which in within early Christian thought. so there's this idea of sort of blending platonic belief which was the idea of sort of the soul and like leaving the body that was also very like an early Gnostic I mean Mm -hmm. we kind of mentioned Gnostics in our previous episode on like mysticism um, how like Gnostics believed that the body itself or sort of like creation and like earth was not like the goodness you know there was like a lot of sort of I guess innate evil in it and like the body itself was not good and we kind of had this sort of I guess inner more of like soul I guess mm-hmm. they would be thinking more of it in terms of like a soul um yeah so um platonic belief so there was this idea that like um we start to see in sort of third century theologians seeing this idea of leaving earth to go to heaven Um, some people believe that that was sort of leaving it temporarily until there was an idea of the resurrection of the dead. Um, and the reason this really started to form is because before then, like people thought Jesus was coming back immediately. Right. You know, I mean, uh, Paul frequently writes about sort of the urgency Mm -hmm. of Jesus coming back and like, you know, don't, don't change your station in life. If you're single, stay single because Jesus is coming back soon. So you don't want to like throw a wrench into things and, like, start a whole new thing. Yeah, like, it's like, don't they plan, really plan a vacation. He'll yes, be here in three weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It was very, and then by the end of Paul's writing, you start to see that even shift where it's like, okay, maybe maybe Jesus isn't coming right now, so what does that mean for us right. who are dying, mm-hmm. right? Um. So then, I mean, even two centuries later, we're seeing people begin to be like, okay, maybe we need to rethink sort of what's happening. Are we Are we staying dead? Are we staying kind of, like, where earthly bodies are until Jesus comes back or maybe there's this idea of like heaven in the meantime um so there's this author and scholar named Bart Ehrman who um is like a New Testament scholar who's also I believe right now a professor at University of North Carolina Chapel Hill um he has, like, a lot of really interesting... I um, As I was, like, doing research for this, I listened to, like, an NPR um, segment with him and read several articles, and I'm definitely adding all of his books to my mm-hmm. list. He sounds fascinating I've used um, some of his stuff in
1: in my classes and it's so good
0: yeah yeah
1: I'm a big fan
0: it sounds like literally everything I'm interested in it's this idea of like you know n- a New Testament scholar but also focusing on this like textual criticism focusing on historical Jesus focusing on like the development of early Christianity yeah. I mean I feel like that's really my bread and butter so um, there's a textbook that he
1: wrote on the New Testament that Ooh. is the only textbook that I've honestly considered just reading like that's yeah. how like into the nerdy space i got mm-hmm. where i was like let me buy this hardbound yeah. textbook <laughs> and read I'm it probably recreationally <laughs>
0: it's <laughs> really good yeah uh man um so we, he has a newer book that's called um heaven and hell the history of the afterlife um And it sounds absolutely fascinating, but he talks about this whole idea of how Jewish thinking is not how we think about it now, you know, how it became so intertwined with Greek. And then it slowly people realized, okay, Jesus isn't coming back. What does this mean? Mm -hmm. Um, What happens for, you know, there wasn't even really this idea of hell yet. The idea of heaven came first. And so there's this idea that like um, that, okay, so Jesus isn't coming back, so what does that mean for us? When are we going to be able to be with God? So maybe maybe we go to heaven in the meantime. Um, and then there's this idea of like, okay, well, that's not really fair for people who didn't believe in God. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've, I've spent my whole life believing in God. I should get to go to heaven. That person shouldn't. And so then it became this sort of idea of like, okay, well, then there's also a second destination that's hell. Um, and we'll, you know, talk about that more in the next episode. But Um, it's like things slowly built on each other. Mm -hmm. It was, there's no heaven. There's only Jesus coming back then. Okay. Well maybe there's heaven in the meantime. And it's like, okay, well maybe there's also hell. And then it's like, okay, well maybe those things are eternal and it's not just like a holding place before Mm -hmm. the resurrection. Um, which is so fascinating.
1: Yeah, it really is. Especially, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting to watch the evolution of people's thought and to be able to look and watch the little shifts that happen, yeah. especially right now as we reflect on what we believe, because um, a lot of the conversation around this idea of like deconstruction, reconstruction, really is just this process, I think, of, of looking at something, adding our experience to it, adding a sense of reason to it, yeah. and then going, okay but wait like how is this actually applied in my life yeah and that's really what's happening like you're looking at your lived experience and this thing that you believe and trying to figure out how they go together
0: absolutely um,
1: and so there there's a space to have a lot of empathy for how this evolved and to also be really like empathetic with ourselves too. Like Yeah. We're not doing anything any different from what they were doing. Yeah. To make sense exactly. of the world. Yeah.
0: Because I think there can be, be this kind of complex of like, oh well, we know so much better today when mm-hmm. like in reality, like, not really. No. Um we we've always kind of been the same as humans. I do think that there are some things that we've learned better and we do kind of have this slow process of evolution but I don't think we're any like better or smarter or wiser right. than the people who were alive thousands of years ago um but I do think that like I think it could be scary to say like oh well our thoughts on the afterlife have evolved like for some people that might be really terrifying for me I think it's really liberating because it's this idea of like no we we don't know the answers we're mm-hmm. all trying to figure out what the divine means how we interact with it what the afterlife could look like like right. none of us truly know and we might have thoughts and thinkings and dreams and hopes but um in the end like the thought is like constantly evolving and I think that that's really liberating
1: yeah I agree with that
0: yeah um so um, Bart Ehrman also and I have no idea if I'm saying his last name right does that sound right that okay. sounds good to me <laughs> good enough sorry Bart um but also talks a lot about the idea of revelation and how revelation informs a lot of our thinking on the afterlife particularly hell but there also is some imagery on heaven which we at some point need to do a whole episode on revelation because there's a lot to unpack there and a lot of it was talking about very historical things that Mm -hmm. were going on and not necessarily a vision for what's to come right um so that whole different you know we're gonna set that to the side um when we're just thinking about revelation in this conversation of the, um, of heaven, it's important to note that again, um, this was being written in a very like apocalyptic, everyone thought the world was ending. Mm -hmm. And that is something that's also very interesting and characteristic of human history Mm -hmm. is we do constantly think that the world is ending and yet the world seems to constantly never end. Right. You know, which I think, Um, that can add a lot of hope because I know when I look around, I'm like, "Mm, it really does feel like maybe it's ending this Mm -hmm. time, but I don't know. Maybe that leaves hope for, um, there've been so many things throughout human history where it's like, no, the world really could have ended, but then, you know, we figured something out in the last minute or, you know, um, it's somehow things came together. And so hopefully fingers crossed with this whole environmental crisis, maybe (laughs) we'll just get our act like into gear. Because if not, that one does seem kind of like it might do us in. But Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, um, Hank Green was very encouraging um, on TikTok the other day about mm-hmm. that and said that, like, we are where we are and there's things that we can do. We just have yeah. to do them kind of thing. Exactly. Um, but I also think on the flip side of that, what's interesting to me is we get to a place where we say the world is ending, the world is ending. Um, why even bother? Yes. You know, it's like, why care? Uh, that, like, nihilistic... Mm-hmm. Um, whatever and um I think the fact that it doesn't is kind of that constant push of like Mm -hmm. the world Mm -hmm. isn't in like you still have to do something yes get off your butt and go yes um the internet still works you Mm -hmm. need to keep moving so I think there is that like back and forth of the world is ending as a comfort and also the world is ending as a scapegoat for the work we're supposed to be doing yes
0: yes yes Oh my gosh, you just like perfectly segued into all of my next thoughts, (laughs) which is... I didn't even read ahead, Yes, that this apocalyptic thinking can really take a lot of our um, responsibility out, Mm -hmm. like as humans, because it's like, oh, well, the the world is ending, and we've constantly thought that the world is ending, and that can take so much of our, I don't know, like hope and um, responsibilities as humans, I feel like it can kind of give people like a free pass at like acting really terrible so this apocalyptic thinking has really come into prominence much um much more frequently since like the 19th and 20th century so like since the world wars people have almost consistently thought that the world is ending I mean, even within my lifetime, mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard lots of, you know, there's constantly stuff on Facebook about like the world is ending and right. this is Jesus's seventh seal. And like, you know, all of that <laughs> Everything stuff. is the mark of the beast. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, I mean, 2012, do you remember the whole like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Or even Fiasco. like Y2K. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it is just mm-hmm. constantly, whereas like, Previously, yes, people thought that the world could be coming to an end, but it has been hugely prominent since like World War Two specifically yeah. with the whole like nuclear. I mean, because that is like a big threat. Right. It's like, yeah, no, that actually that could that be taking would make us sense. out. Yeah. yeah. That
1: one. I'll give it to
0: you. Yeah. But I think that that has almost I feel like there's been a lot of really negative consequences to being in that apocalyptic state because. It has really taken the responsibility o- off of a lot of Christians, I think. Mm. I, um, in my mind, when we become so focused either on heaven, hell, into the world, we stop caring mm. um, and we take the focus off of what we're doing here now. It becomes only about like, do I have my ticket to heaven? Yeah. Have I said the magic words? Um, and instead we're not caring about what life we're bringing about now, which brings me into my next like thought of, I totally believe, I mean, I believe there's heaven. I believe there's some sort of afterlife, at least like I hope, you know, I think heaven's all about hope. And I also believe in the idea that we should be bringing about a better world here. Mm. We should be bringing about heaven. We should be bringing about God's kingdom while we're here and the kingdom of justice and growth and beauty and Everyone having the resources that they need. Um, call me a socialist. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Well, <laughs> but listen, I, mean, I really think that there's um, we have a responsibility to live a, a good life here. Mm-hmm. And when we're thinking, um, I get very frustrated sometimes when there's too much focus on heaven and hell because I think it it takes it takes the point out of the now. Yeah,
1: I'm having. very active stream of consciousness yes as you're speaking Mm -hmm. um because i think i just had the like duh moment so when you talk about this idea of us constantly living in a state of assuming that an apocalypse is happening like the world is constantly ending and it doesn't end that feels very similar to this like ongoing like anxiety that builds up over trauma responses and I think like mm. in all of this conversation that's happening now around like emotional health and mental health I think it's yeah. also acknowledging that it is traumatic to live in a, a frame of being where your body is constantly anticipating that world ending and yes. the world never ends so you're always in fight flight or freeze mm-hmm. right and so then you think about <laughs> how weaponized heaven and hell and the afterlife becomes And I think that's not necessarily because these things were intended to be or these concepts were intended to be weaponized, but because that anxiety that builds up within you when you're anticipating something and you never know when it's coming and you never know when it's ending and you're always waiting for it, it like leads to um, death anxiety, which leads to outlash and hateful resentment and all of those things. And so I wonder how much of that, if we were to actually look at just just the comparison of like that constant stress on a person and active like trauma response like how much of the um, emphasis that gets placed on a desire a need to go to heaven but to ignore what's happening right now mm-hmm. like how much of that is a fight flight or freeze response
0: yeah oh I think that would be so oh man right I could think about that forever though
1: because that's really what Mm -hmm. it feels like um and again we'll talk probably more about this when we get into the conversation around like the fear around hell but like the desire for heaven i mean you're constantly wanting to get there faster if the world ends you get there and you don't have to deal with all of this anymore Mm -hmm. um
0: and in some ways there is some beauty around you know this idea of hoping for something better because we look around right and like life is hard and there are things that happen that no one knows why they happen. There's so much suffering. There's so much inequality um, injustice, And I think it is a beautiful thing to hope for a time and a space when everyone's liberated from that and mm-hmm. when, you know, everyone's in harmony and the divine and human are, you know, like right. it is all oneness. Um, I think that is beautiful. Um, and I, th- I think when we make things so fear-based, which I'm so sure we'll draw out more again in the next episode, it just can cause a lot of nastiness to come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I want to briefly kind of go over some difference in belief within in Christianity specifically of like what we believe today Um, because there are some like interesting points to think about of you know we both come from a Methodist tradition so we're gonna Mm -hmm. view heaven very differently than a seventh day Adventist or Jehovah's Witness or um, Catholicism Um, so I want to sort of point out some key differences um, that I think are fascinating Um, So, one thing that I thought was, like, kind of cool, because in Protestantism, we typically don't focus as much on Mary, Mm -hmm. but um, in Catholic and Eastern Orthodox traditions, Mary is assumed as sort of, like, the Queen of Heaven, which I think is kind of fun. I love that for her. (laughs) Um, I (laughs) have just never really, like, I mean, I guess I assumed, obviously, that Mary would, like, be in Heaven, but um, I just think that's, you know, kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. She's earned
1: it. I'll give it to her.
0: (laughs) Um, so in Eastern Orthodox cosmology, there's this idea that heaven kind of has different levels. Um, the low, and that comes from like John 14, too. So um, the lowest of the heaven levels is paradise. Um, so after the fall of man, um, which a whole other topic, um, but after the fall of man, paradise was separated from earth and humans were then forbidden entry. Um, so then you sort of have at the crucifixion, Jesus opened the door to heaven Um, And then we see sort of like those different levels. But um, in Catholicism, um, there's this idea that purgatory, if, if you die and you're not like truly sanctified fully. So maybe you were a, you know, devout Christian, but there were one or two things that like kind of brought your soul, I guess, into question or unrest or divided from God. Um, then there would be the state of sort of purgatory or kind of like a cleansing fire um, that would then either sort of d- decide your ultimate fate as to whether you then ascended into heaven or went to hell, mm-hmm. um, which I know much less about Catholic beliefs. So please, right. I am so interested in purgatory and I tried to like read more and figure out more and I just could not find much more outside of that. So. I'd love to know more about purgatory if someone wants to teach me. It's a very interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, that also is like where some practices believe a lot more in like praying for the dead, um, which I know is like big in um, Catholic tradition. And also, if I'm correct, in like LDS, like mm-hmm. in Mormon tradition, sort of yeah. like this idea of praying for the dead and praying for the souls.
1: You can even, I think within LDS um, – baptize those who have passed mm, yeah, which i, I think, think is I've part that. of that uh, which is where like the ancestry yeah. tracking has mm-hmm. come from and why they kind of have a monopoly on the ancestry <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. track um yeah. is because you want to follow your family line and make sure that everyone's baptized into the church mm-hmm. um which is a much broader conversation yeah. but yeah um i think that yeah i think that that's right
0: yeah so um the idea of sort of praying for the dead um in Protestantism, this is kind of where we see the two related but blended concepts of heaven in Christianity, where we either think of the resurrection of the body or the immortality of the soul. That really, um, is very much blended in Protestantism. So we see Mm -hmm. lots of different takes on that. So, um, Seventh-day Adventists, um, believe that, you know, heaven is a place where God resides, um, and that God will come back, Or Jesus will come back, and there's this going to be this period of time called the millennium, which is essentially where um, there will be the resurrection of the dead, and everyone will be judged. Christ and the saints will reign over the unrighteous. I mean, at the end of the millennium, Christ and the angels will resurrect the remaining and rid the earth of sin, and then everyone will kind of, like, live in that heaven Mm -hmm. space Mm -hmm. um Jehovah's Witnesses believe specifically that there will be only 144,000 chosen faithful followers who are anointed um which I always think is fascinating I did have like a few um friends in high school who were Jehovah's Witnesses and we would have lots of conversations but one thing with that I've always particularly struggled with and I'd love to hear maybe a different perspective on this Mm -hmm. like if you're Jehovah's Witness Um, but I feel like that would cause a lot of like I don't know infighting of right. like if there's only one hundred and forty four thousand ever, yeah. Then what's the point? It you feels know, like very daunting because it's like, like wow, yeah, there've definitely been way more than that many people, right? That feels like it would amplify your like insecurity like you know what I mean, like you're yeah. yeah exactly. So that's interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, and then um, LDS uh, that one's much more complicated. I would love to know more. Um, I know that there's, you know, sort of the whole idea of like celestial bodies. Um, You already kind of mentioned you can baptize the dead. Um, I know I've also heard before that there's sort of the idea of kind of like different planets or things like that. I know a lot, lot less about LDS. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm definitely interested in reading and learning more um, because I think anyone's thoughts on the afterlife are just always fascinating. In all of this... I think it's very interesting to note that um, none of us really know, because mm-hmm. how could we? Right. None of us are dead. Right. Um, we can talk about sort of near-death experiences, but even then, like, do we know those are truly near deaths or just sort of some encounter that we can't truly explain, mm-hmm. an encounter with the divine? Or that uh, massive
1: release of...
0: What Endorphins, is or like oh is um, the, the chemicals um, in the brain. The chemicals in yeah. your brain, you know, like...
1: Yeah, even yeah. then, because that goes on for like what five ten minutes after you die or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, and so I think that like um, personally, I do believe that there is heaven. I also personally try not to focus too much on that. I do think that there will be some sort of um, you know afterlife and harmony with God and with other people and getting to see the people that you know have passed before you. I think that's a really you know beautiful sentiment. Um, and I try to really focus on, like, okay, what am I doing in this time to, like, make this world better? Because mm-hmm. I do believe that, like, humankind, I, I believe that there's an innate goodness and that most people are generally good mm-hmm. um, and that we can work together and work together to help better the universe itself and to, like, kind of bring about that healing yeah. while we're here.
1: I totally agree. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, my views on afterlife belief continue to evolve that's yeah. one of the things I hold really loosely
0: yes yeah,
1: um and I think the point is not for us to be working towards an end goal but to be able to like live fully in the now mm-hmm. you know yeah. um and so I I try to not put really like any emphasis on the yeah. afterlife in my practice because then that feels um very inauthentic as well you know if I'm claiming to have a a relationship with jesus but the sole point of that relationship is to make sure that mm-hmm. i get into heaven that feels like mm-hmm. a very unhealthy relationship yeah. you know
0: yeah um, it's definitely a driving factor of a lot right. of people ended up converting to christianity because they believe in some sort of afterlife and that is uh, you know i feel like sort of a, a There's value but it, to it doesn't it, but it doesn't need to be I, it becomes so unhealthy i think when it's the pure focus right like, I think
1: it should be a beautiful component of things, but yeah. it shouldn't be. I always think of, um, what is it, Philippians 121, like, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Like, mm-hmm. to live is is to live in the fullness of, of right now and to actively engage mm-hmm. the divine right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens beyond this is, is gain. It's bonus. It's it's real great. And yeah. we're going to enjoy yeah. it while we're there, whatever it is. um. But that's not like the driving force of like what I'm doing right now. Yes. Um yeah. so yeah, I do I do believe that there is something. I think that there are too many beliefs and understandings of afterlife, not just in Christianity but across the board for there to not be anything. Yeah. Like that doesn't feel yeah. right to me. Um, but what it is, I think is probably not what any of us are
0: anticipating. Mm-hmm Um, because our brain can only comprehend so much Mm -hmm. one thing that I thought was interesting and Catherine Wolf, when I was listening to that interview she talked about um, the host of the liturgist asked sort of you know what are the universal things that people believe around the afterlife Um, and I think that these are super interesting the universal kind of things that a lot I won't say all because Mm -hmm. there was no time for her to look at all religions and you know right anyways but um of the ones that she was able to study um the central values were kind of like compassion this idea of compassion and goodness this idea of justice mm-hmm. and this idea of like um whether or not our behavior on earth sort of affects the afterlife which i mm-hmm. think is interesting because it seems like we're all kind of answering those key questions on what does it mean to be good what does it mean how do we reconcile the suffering that we see in the world today? When will there be justice for all of those unexplainable things mm-hmm. and how, what we do now like sort of matters and impacts the bigger picture. Mm. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one other just kind of like closing um, thought is there's this really beautiful idea in Catherine Wolf's book called the everyone. Um, and it's this idea that like we're constantly being connected back to the universe to our ancestors at every point in time so we have this idea of like everywhere um and god being everywhere but also this idea of like being every win which i think is really beautiful Mm. of like constantly being connected back and forward of like our ancestors our lineage our idea of like human connectedness and connectedness with the divine um which i think is so beautiful and i'm gonna have to like sit with that a lot more
1: but that is how very um good place of (laughs) you like what is that called the jeffrey something that it's time but it's but it's not time it's literally like the name jeffrey spelled out and Mm -hmm. that is the and you can be at any given point at any point yeah
0: yeah but you know this idea of like time being irrelevant Mm -hmm. um and i think that's kind of a cool conversation when we're thinking about the afterlife as well is like we are all we are none we are in between um which is cool This is great. I think
1: there's a lot to kind of process through, especially when we piece together our own afterlife theology. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this also, again, definitely listen to the next one. Like they kind of go together in in painting the full picture of belief. Um, But I think there's a lot to think about when we consider like our obligations as people currently on the planet, you know, where are we investing our, Mm -hmm. our main source of energy when we think about the afterlife, what weight does that hold in our lives, mm-hmm. um, and where is the potential health or unhealth in the level mm-hmm. of weight that that holds? Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, I think what we believe also to generally be true about death is very reflective of what we believe to be true about our faith as well. Yeah. Because so much of our faith is formed and shaped around this concept. Mm-hmm. So I think there's. So I think there's definitely a lot to think about mm-hmm. we would love to hear your thoughts yes, um definitely especially if there are like variations of what you heard taught to you because again mm-hmm. the breadth of this is so so expansive um and you know let's unpack it a little bit because I think heaven and hell both are often weaponized more than they are offered as an extension of hope so yeah um we would love to unpack that with you
0: yeah Yes, I definitely want to know what other people think about the afterlife, what other people think about heaven, um, what you've been taught about heaven. Um, I think it's definitely a big conversation. And in my mind is like kind of a core reason that we like have faith or different faith practices. So um, would definitely love to continue having this conversation. So, yeah, you can um, join the conversation through our um, our Discord, yep. all of our patrons. Um can it's like as little as a dollar a month and you get access to our discord and alternative like questions and resources and things like that as well as just like fun conversations of getting to know each other Mm -hmm. um and our monthly community calls which are a really fun time to sort of check in and get to know one another more face-to-face um or through instagram um you can like direct message us and we can like talk through there Mm-hmm. um You can leave comments on these episodes. Yes, we're gonna start doing the little like Q and A's and yeah. polls. So if you're on Spotify, engage that way. Um, you can find us at Oh God Pod on Instagram. Um, and um, and if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe. Leave us a rating so mm-hmm. other people can find us. Um, it is super super helpful for you to subscribe and rate. Um, leave us a little kind review of what you enjoy. Yeah and
1: friends we love you we're excited um to get to chat with you and we can't wait to hear from you so let us know what you think um let us know what you're processing through Mm -hmm. let's do it together and have a great rest of your week Uh.